In this episode, we examine expectation, what it is, four different types we deal with in our lives, and how each affects us negatively. I hope this episode helps you pinpoint different ways expectation might be weighing you down and show that with one question, we can eliminate some expectations to help us live a life we love. Welcome to the Discover Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Kampmeyer, and on this show, we're dedicated to helping you discover the real you. If you're ready to find out who you are deep down and live a truly authentic life, keep listening. And don't forget, we're in this together. Hello. I am so glad you're here for episode seven. If this is the first time you're tuning in, welcome. Thank you so much for taking a chance on my podcast. It means a whole lot to me, and I hope you'll subscribe. (laughs) If you've been listening for a while, though, thank you for coming back. Either way, I totally appreciate it, and I want you to know that I truly mean that, because today we are talking about expectation, and I never expect anyone to keep listening or even tune in for the first time. Maybe it's one of those things where I'm trying not to set myself up for failure, but that's something we will talk about later in the show. For now, I want to take a deep dive into the idea of expectation. Honestly, how many of us suffer under the weight of expectation every single day? And how difficult does it feel to live up to those expectations? It can feel like the weight of the world is on our shoulders with some of the things we carry as far as expectation goes. But I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be this way. First, let's get into what expectation is. A quick Google search tells us that it's the strong belief that something will happen in the future or that someone will or should achieve something. I think that should here is important, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But I'd like to talk about the four different types of expectations that have been on my heart for a while now. These are the four types that I see in my own life and can see other people carrying in theirs. So the first is the expectations we have for ourselves, our own expectations. The second is the expectations other people have for us. The third are the expectations we think other people have for us. And the fourth are the expectations we have for other people and situations. So let's start with the first one, our own expectations of ourselves. Right now, as I'm recording this podcast, I have the expectation that I will keep this episode interesting. I will talk for 20 minutes and hopefully not need to edit this very much. (laughs) Those are the expectations that I feel in the moment. Uh, But this also ties into what we touched on last week in episode six about perfection. Some of us expect ourselves to be perfect. We expect everything we do to be perfect. We expect our actions and our efforts to be perfect. And like I said last week, it is freaking exhausting to live that way. But we have other expectations for ourselves, don't we? Like that we have the perfect job or that we'll keep the job we have. We will be the best spouse or parent. That we might have this super crazy productive day that we've packed our schedules with. That we'll always be there for people when they need us that we'll get that promotion or rise in the ranks at work, that we'll finally stick to that diet this time. These things pile up over the course of our days, weeks, months, and even years. The stress we can put on ourselves from all of these expectations can really do a number on us, on our health, on our sleep, 
on all kinds of things. But unfortunately, this is not the only kind of expectation we have in our lives. We also have the expectation other people have for us that can weigh us down. Maybe your parents expect you to become a doctor because everybody else in your family became doctors, but you really love to paint and you've been told your entire life that being an artist isn't a real job. You know you'll disappoint your family if you follow your dreams, but all of those years of school to become something you have no desire to be, no matter how good it could be for the world, will crush you. And it's so tough to make a decision that goes against everything you're feeling pressured to do, right? Maybe for you, your spouse expects you to work all day and then come home and make dinner and take care of the kids all evening. That's just the routine that you've settled into, so now it's become the expectation every night. But it's so stressful to have not even one minute to relax and de-stress from your day. The idea of bringing up that conversation to change that expectation, however, can feel even more stressful than you normally feel on a daily basis. So you may choose to flounder under the weight of that expectation instead of trying to change it. But we're not done with all the expectations we carry. There are also the expectations we think other people have for us. You may only think your spouse has the expectation that you come home to take care of the kids and make a meal after you've worked for a long day. But maybe they really don't mind changing these things up. It's just become a comfortable routine for them, but they're open to the possibility of maybe taking on dinner a couple times a week or watching the kids after dinner is over, right? These things can be changed. Maybe we're only feeling like it's an expectation. If you do have that conversation, you might find that they're willing to break that routine. Perhaps maybe in your relationship, you feel like you're expected to have sex even when you don't feel like it. I'm going to be honest here and tell you that I've felt like that even in my own marriage, but it's not even close to what my husband expected or even wanted from me. The absolute last thing he wants me to feel is like I have to. But conditioning from a past relationship has taught me to keep that mindset That's one of those things I've been working extensively on with my coach so that I can learn how to be more authentic in my own sex life, how to take that on. That's something I'll probably talk about in another episode because I feel like it's important to talk about. But for now, just knowing that that we might have that expectation that we need to have sex when we don't feel like it is important to keep in mind. Also for me, when it's come to work in the past, especially with being self-employed, actually mostly with being self-employed, I have always felt like my husband has had the expectation that I'm maybe meeting a certain monetary goal, even though neither of us has ever established a specific number, or I feel like I need to work super hard so that I'm at least proving to him that I'm trying to hit some number that I haven't even defined. So there's always been this feeling like almost like he has the expectation that I'm doing what I said I was going to do. And I only said I was going to do it because I felt like he expected it from me. It was this really crappy cycle that set me up to create these crazy goals that weren't actually my dream. And I would have known that sooner if I'd taken a moment to pause and actually allow myself to listen to what I wanted. If I had paused for just a moment 
and I didn't allow myself. Instead, I was going for book after book after book and writing as many as I possibly could, pumping them out so that I couldn't take that moment to actually listen to my heart, to hear what my heart was trying to tell me, that what I was doing was not what I wanted to do. I maybe wasn't hitting that monetary goal, but to me, that was an outside thing I couldn't control. So I couldn't fail at that, but I could fail at not following through with what I said I was going to do, even though deep down, I knew if I'd listened for a second that I'd know that that's not what I wanted to do. So I couldn't fail, right, if I kept pushing toward these goals that I thought someone else expected of me, someone else expected me to do because that would hit some other goal that I couldn't control. I couldn't fail as long as I tried. But no matter what, I was going after this thing that I didn't want and that nobody actually wanted for me, but I felt like there was that expectation that I had to. But the weight of that expectation has led to multiple bouts of burnout, depression, I mean, it's been rough trying to live up to these expectations I thought people had, but they never did. Another instance of this happened just last night. I was at a game night with friends, and it was a good time. We were playing a game called What Do You Meme? (laughs) And if you've never heard of it, you've probably heard of Cards Against Humanity. And it's kind of the same thing, but you caption a meme with your cards instead. But the point here is that when it's your turn, you have to do a lot of reading out loud because you have to read the other player's cards. And maybe you were like me as a kid where you did that thing where you counted all the people, all the different students, and then all of the paragraphs on that page so that you knew exactly what you needed to read when it was your turn. (laughs) If you did that thing, you probably thought like I did that other people had the expectation that you needed to be perfect. They expected you to read properly because you're all in the same grade, so you should be at the same level. But it could also be you expecting yourself to be perfect because you expect or you think other people expect you to be perfect doing this. So like you don't want to get humiliated and you don't want to feel like a failure or like an idiot, which is crazy because now all of these different types of expectations are coming down on us and it makes it so hard to just have fun and relax in the moment. But if we remember that we never have to be perfect and stumbling over a word or not knowing what a word is only makes us human. We are limited in the knowledge that we have in the skills that we have. So it's okay not to know or to ask for help. But those expectations that we feel make us feel like failures if we're not perfect or like everyone will think we're a complete idiot. So I had to work really hard at practicing on letting that go because I know that the people around me, at least some of them, know that I write books for a living, which means I should probably know how to read, right? So like if I stumble over a word, it's like, oh my God, are they going to think I'm a total moron or my books are garbage and I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing? But instead, I really try to just let that go and know that either they're not judging me or they can go ahead and judge me all they want. But I'm here to have fun and that's what matters. (sighs) Man, okay. So expectations are tough, but we still have one more. There is the last kind, the expectations that we have 
for other people or the situations that we're in. And this one's kind of tricky because we may not even realize that we're doing it, but it sets us up for all kinds of negative stuff. And I am not at all saying that we should never experience negative things or we should never have negative thoughts or feelings. But what I am saying is that we can avoid a lot of this stuff. We can avoid a lot of negative things like disappointment if we let a lot of our expectation go. For example, when we leave for work in the morning, we may be used to a certain level of rush hour traffic. Or if we leave in the middle of the day and there really is no rush hour, we are used to being able to cruise to work without any traffic. We expect smooth sailing. But when we leave for work in the morning and rush hour is a little more rush hour-y than normal, or we don't have the clear roads that we're used to in the afternoon, we can get really riled up, right? Or when we expect a friend to arrive to lunch when they said they would, or our Uber driver to be there on time, or that client who promised they'd work with us to follow through on that promise, and then they don't. (laughs) How disappointed are we? How rushed do we suddenly feel? And how irritated are we when our schedules get screwed up or people don't meet our expectations? It can feel like everything is out of control when our expectations aren't met. So what do we do about that? How can we avoid some of this negativity or these feelings that we don't want? Well, let me ask you a question. If you knew that everything would work out, what would you choose in this moment? Would you choose to panic and feel anxious? Would you choose fear or anger? Or would you, to the best of your ability, choose to stay calm and still enjoy life even if things aren't going as you imagined they would? Now, of course, I am not at all saying that panic attacks and anxiety or depression are a choice. I'm talking about the garden variety of everyday panic and anxiety we feel when things just don't go our way. A recent instance for me was when I was flying home from Toronto and the U.S. Customs line was, oh my gosh, like an hour-long wait when my flight was already boarding. Like, I probably should have been so much more panicked than I felt in that moment. But even as someone who has suffered from panic attacks, depression, and crippling anxiety in the past, I was able to stay as calm as I could because I've practiced this whole idea of letting expectation go. Things are going to happen however they happen, especially if they are out of our control, right? There was nothing I could do except tell the airport security people who were walking around that, hey, my flight is currently boarding. I am trying to get back home and this wait is going to be so much longer. Like my flight's going to take off before I even get on there. Is there anything that can happen? And those people really didn't care. (laughs) Like they're like, we know, we hear you, we hear you. And they weren't very reassuring. So I probably should have been more panicked based on how I used to act or how I used to react in the past. But like I said, I have practiced really hard at letting go of the things that I can't control. And there was nothing I could control about that situation at all. Like I had to either wait for my flight or maybe find a new one after I got through the line and found that my flight was gone, (laughs) right? But even though the people around me were kind of panicked, they were freaking out. Perhaps they haven't had the practice or, you know, done the work that I have, um, which is totally understandable because, you know, when you're trying to, especially if you have a connecting flight, like I did, I had a connecting flight. Um, my The destination for that flight I was trying to get on in that moment wasn't even my final one. Um, so the people around me were pretty panicked, but 
as an empath, I soaked a little bit of that up, but I still felt able to like remind them, hey, you know what? <laughs> we're doing all we can. This is kind of like, you know, we're just in the hands of the U.S. Customs line right now and whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Luckily, I made it onto my flight and I even had a half hour to spare because the line was so bad they delayed the flight. So I could have spent that time panicking and worrying and feeling anxious and getting upset over something I couldn't control. But instead, I'm glad I spent that time really just you know, not worrying about it. There wasn't a whole lot I could do. So I let it go. And I knew that things would work out however they would. If I had to get a new flight, I'd get a new flight. It wasn't going to be ideal, but it was what it was. Throughout recording this whole entire podcast episode, I've had the expectation that maybe my dogs would be quiet and not bark. Maybe my cat would not rub up against my microphone like he's been doing. And I've had to pause a whole bunch of times, you know, but Everything, almost everything has gone wrong trying to record this episode. And I was so excited to do it this morning. Even the app that I used to record this went down and I thought it lost my entire first half of the episode. Like, I just, everything feels like it's been going wrong. But I can either get mad at it and frustrated and maybe give up and never record this episode on expectation, which is hilariously appropriate. Or I can go with the flow. I can go, okay, maybe this isn't the right time to record this. In fact, this isn't the normal time I would choose to record an episode. It's about 10.30 in the morning. I actually started this at 8.30 this morning, so it's taken a whole lot longer than normal. I usually record in the afternoon, probably around, I don't know, 1, 2 o'clock. Seems to be rather quiet around that time with dogs in the neighborhood or, you know, the kids are at school, so nobody's really loud outside. My cat, for whatever reason, leaves me alone at that time. But right now it's like everything's loud and my cat won't leave me alone. And even my internet's crashing or whatever's happening. I don't know. So going with the flow is so important to your health, really, because expectation and then feeling disappointment or frustration can do a number on your health. Stress really wreaks havoc on your body. So learning how to go with the flow and not be so stressed out about those things that we can't control can help your health so much. Now, this topic was actually inspired by a card poll from my Roots and Wings Oracle deck, which I will link you to in the show notes. It's probably my new favorite deck. I love it so much. I connect to it really well, and the artwork is just stunning. It's absolutely gorgeous. But at the beginning of the week, I pulled a card to help me focus my energy for the week, and the card that I pulled was the Humility card. It, man, it reminded me that it's 100% okay to ask for help. It made me think of all the times I have felt expected to do things on my own, which is quite honestly a lot of the time. Sometimes it's because I don't want to spend the money to get the help I need for my business. I use that excuse a lot to not invest in myself because I don't trust that things will work out the way I want them to. And a lot of the time it's because what I'm doing and what I have would have invested in is really just not for my dream anyway. I know that deep down. Like when I haven't really invested in ads for my books or I haven't invested in a course to learn how to do ads or learn how to market in different ways. It's really because deep down, I knew that pumping out book after book like that was not my dream. 
But because I've held back, because I haven't felt like I was investing in myself or following this thing I was doing, it's made me feel like I can't trust the decisions that I make sometimes because I've relied on expectation to make my way. It's really eroded my sense of intuition and the trust in myself so that I can't really feel like I'm guiding myself on intuition. It's more based on expectation I put on myself and that I think the expect or the, the expectations I think other people have on me. And I haven't been able to talk in this and you'd think I have the expectation of talking. It's a freaking podcast. <laughs> anyway, when I strip it all down and I let expectation go, I have been able to begin to hear myself again. I can feel what my dreams are. I can hear my heart and let it do more of the talking. And that's what really led to this podcast in the first place, which today I could hate because this has been like one of the most frustrating experiences of trying to get this episode out. I tried a new thing where I like scripted almost the whole thing and I hated it. So I started over. Uh, it's been It's been a journey. It's always a journey. But today I'm actually, it's just a lesson. It's another lesson in going with the flow and letting things happen how they're supposed to, right? This podcast, for whatever reason, was supposed to be a new lesson in letting expectation go, which is hilarious. But being able to hear my intuition, to hear my heart, to actually pause and take a moment to figure out what my dreams are and not the ones that I felt were expected of me have led to doing this and being here and hopefully helping you do the same thing. It's here because I've put the work in with my coach and on my own to hear my intuition and make fast decisions and take imperfect action based on my gut reactions, which I trust now so much more because I have proof that they've helped me and worked in my favor the more I've tried it out. So I do this thing. I think I've talked about it maybe briefly. I do uh, like a gut check, just a gut reaction. What am I feeling? What is the answer I think? What do I feel in my body toward the question that I'm asking myself? And the more I do this and take action based on what I feel in that moment, my quick gut reaction before I can overthink it to death, because that is most definitely how I was reacting before, where I would go, oh, I really want to do this, but I should be doing this. I should do that. In my business, I should do this because someone else expects me to do it this way, or someone else is doing it like this, so I should do it that way. With those things in mind, it's so hard to make those decisions we want to make for ourselves. So I have practiced and I've tried really hard to learn how to tune into my body, feel out my gut decision, that first one before I overthink it and go with it. So my action step for you this week is to take five minutes, just five minutes. Allow yourself to quietly breathe and listen to what's going on inside your head and your heart. Ask yourself what I asked you earlier. If you knew that everything would work out just fine, what would you choose in this moment? Would you keep working the job you're at? Would you stay in your relationship? Would you finally buy that plane ticket to Paris? Would you start that nonprofit you've been thinking about for years? Would you take that course or go to that conference or strike up a conversation with that girl or get a dog? Would you finally do that thing that your heart's been tugging at you to do if you knew it would all work out? I want you to answer that for yourself this week. Meditate on it. Journal it out. 
brain dump it, talk to a friend or someone you trust, recite your answer to your reflection in the mirror, or email me if you want. You can tell me whatever it takes to get you thinking on this. It's all part of your self-discovery journey to find the real you, and I'd love to hear what you come up with. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really appreciate it. If you want to reach out to me with any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free by emailing me at discoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram or Facebook at discoveryourselfpod. And if you want to leave a review on iTunes, I would be forever grateful. I would also love it if you would send this episode to a friend or someone you know who might need this message in their life too. Thank you, and I will talk to you soon.